0: I'm so glad that you're joining us this morning. We've got such an uh, such an amazing show, just good information about uh, well our current real estate market and uh, and then we're going to hear from well maybe a remodeler that you may know. Uh, Any anyway, rate, lot going on in town this weekend. The Knoxville Fall Home and Garden Show is this weekend at the Knoxville Expo Center on Clinton Highway. Admission and parking are free. Hours are ten to four. The Lawn Chair Concert Series continues tonight at Founders Park at Campbell Station in Farragut. Show times are 5 p.m. for this free concert. Come out and bring your lawn chair and enjoy an amazing evening on the lawn. It's also UT night at the Tennessee Smokies. The first 1,000 fans in Smoky Stadium get a free Joe Milton bobblehead doll. They'll auction off their jersey after the game. With proceeds going to the Pat Summit Foundation, the Smokies take on the Rocket City Trash Pandas tonight. First pitch is 7 p.m. I just still, I mean, come on rocket city trash pandas i mean whoever their marketing person was that came over there they were just had to been i don't know they were underpaid anyway if you want to find something to do this weekend check out VisitNoxville.com. that's go to visitnoxville.com, find out everything that's going on around town tickets and more well, today on Around the House, we are, well, focusing on the home, everything that goes into buying and selling one, and smart ways to improve your home. More on home improvement in the next hour, but first, let's welcome to the show principal broker of the Knox Fox Real Estate Group, Mr. Eric Whitener. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you? I am great. How are you? I'm great. I see you brought the real boss. We have uh, Miss Terry Joe Fox in the house with us as well. Good, good morning.
1: Good morning. How are you?
0: I'm great. It's always such a pleasure to, well, anything that we do together, which apparently, according to Eric, I'm one of his most expensive friends, but... That would be uh, accurate. You know... <laughs> You're
2: you're the second most expensive person in my life.
0: Well, I'm just going to go kind of off off record here, and I'm just going to say, listen. One of the things that I so love about you guys uh, is is you guys have such a huge heart for helping. In giving back to our communities, uh, much like myself and his security and technology, which is why we find ourselves together so frequently <laughs> and so often. And um, well, and obviously, that's probably why I'm your second most expensive ah. relationship. So That would be it. Uh, that I'm, would be it. I'm grateful for that. It. I'm very grateful. For I that. am too so
1: that you're right up there with me just know that
0: yeah well i i got a feeling there's probably a pretty big disparity between number one and number two
1: i would have to agree with you on that
0: (laughs) oh well uh again as i say we definitely have a great show in order for you this morning so let's just dive in let's let's talk real estate market so eric uh year over year we're seeing well we're seeing some pretty crazy trends and some pretty crazy changes uh what what do you got for us what stands out to you so well
2: first of all you know after uh 2020 2021 a lot of people were talking about a housing market crash or at the very least a correction and i think uh, i know for a fact a lot of people We're sitting, have been sitting on the fence waiting for something drastic to change. And so I wanted to bring a few numbers uh, just so you, the audience, can get an idea of what's going on currently. And looking at today's numbers versus last year's numbers, um, right now, for the month of July, we had 1,573 homes sold. You compare that to last year, we're down from 19. 1,978. So we're down in the number of homes sold. And that doesn't sound, that doesn't sound good when, when you just use that stat. We're, we're, we're selling less homes. Uh, pending homes. Pending homes are down um, just by about 60 homes compared to last year. Uh, but new listings. So this is where it gets interesting. New listings hitting the market. Last year we had 2,622 in July. This year we only had 2,167. So that's a a big decrease in the number of new homes coming to the market compared to last year. And if you remember correctly, this time last year, everybody was screaming that there's nothing on the market to buy. Right. Right? Well, so, they're still
0: screaming that. They're still screaming that.
2: Uh, so the bottom line is because of this this low inventory sort of situation, this, this abnormal amount of homes on the market, the median sales price has actually increased from last year being $324,200 to this year being 350. Hmm. So 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 much for a correction
0: or a crash. Well, that and unfortunately that uh you know that makes it tough, right? I mean that makes it tough, especially for let's face it, we have one of the things that we really try to inspire our awesome UT students mm-hmm. is to stay here, right? And so we talk a lot about first-time home buyers, and we look at a lot of our market analysis based on a first-time home buyer. And when when we're looking at an average price for a new home is three hundred fifty thousand dollars, and interest rates are what I don't even know what they're at right now. I mean, I <laughs> I, I couldn't even tell you. I I, I mean. I, I think you can, you might get lucky if you get one under 6% now. I, I
2: don't, like I said, I haven't try, looked recently. Try your lucky if you can get one under 7
0: Okay. Well, I'm glad I'm, I'm past that. But so when you add all of those bits and pieces into where we're at, um, fundamentally being a young individual or a young family trying to get into a new home, mm-hmm. it's tough right now. It is. I mean, it's tough. We've, we've talked for umpteen years around here about low inventory. Um, you know, I uh, hear it all the time. We got more realtors than we have homes listed, you know? Yeah. And, and when those things happen, obviously that, that makes it difficult, not just for y'all, but it makes it difficult for the ever-expanding area that we live in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, when you think about it, Uh, I was looking at an article and I think the number in it, I don't remember what the article was, I don't have it in front of me, but it was talking about how many of the new homes that are bought in our market are from actual individuals in our market. And it was less than 20%, 80% of the homes that are being bought in our market are from people either moving here from out of state or people from out of state buying. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And so, man, that's tough. You know, it's tough.
1: It can definitely be tough. And you know what, making, you were talking about first time home buyers and so forth. And that is going to be very important when you are looking to purchase, making sure that you have an experienced agent. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, somebody who's going to go above and beyond, who's going to look at off market properties, who's going to do the searching for you. Yes, you're still going to do searching and like looking and so forth, but definitely line yourself up right with the right person. That's going to explore for you.
0: Well, and you know, I I won't, I'm sure we'll dive into this some point today anyways, but (laughs) you know, I I mean, your Zillow's, your Redfin's, your, all your public sites are, I mean, even though some of the information is fairly accurate for the most part i mean we hear stories constantly all the time that somebody was doing their own market research doing their own search for homes they found a beautiful home that they loved and wanted to go look at and it was sold like three years ago yeah yeah you know so if you're not using a professionally licensed real estate agent you are doing nothing but selling yourself short and you're going to cost yourself not just time and money and headache but all of those loss. So, uh, well, definitely, you need to find you a good realtor. Well, I think on top of that, you got to know that it, it,
2: it's not going to be easy, right? So, I think there's a lot of people that deal with frustration because they're like, hey, I'm finally at that point. I'm i pre-approved. I've saved up a down payment. I'm ready to go. Let's go buy a house. And un- unfortunately, at this snapshot in time, it's not always like that. You may you may fall in love with a couple different homes. You may write several offers until you finally get that one that that connects right. So, you know, not only do you need to be prepared as a buyer in this market to, you know, go through that, but you also need to have an agent who's prepared to go through that with you as well. Mm, yeah. You know, I mean, cuz that is there's a lot more handholding. There's a lot more you know, talking about hey, what does a good offer look like for this home? Yeah. You know, where are you willing, really, where are you willing to go with it to get it? Does it meet everything that you need? Um, there's just a, there's just a lot more to it when it comes to that buying side of the process.
0: you, you, you know, uh, statistically speaking, the number one most emotional uh, decision that you will make is marriage the number two most de- emotional decision that you will make is buying a house. I believe it. I, I'm, I mean, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, hey, we are going to take a short break, and we're going to come back, and, well, we're going to continue to peel this onion that we know as real estate here in East Tennessee. Be sure to join us here in just a moment on Around the House on News Talk 987 WOKI. Maybe you're selling your house and uh, a new house is on the horizon for you i have the pros in studio this morning from the knox fox real estate group my good friends and well very very well known and very much decorated realtors in our area we have terry joe fox and then of course mr eric whitener principal broker for the knox fox real estate group i'm so glad y'all were able to join me this morning so you know we talked a little bit about some year over year numbers talked a little bit about some of those statistics i like numbers Mm -hmm. i like statistics so as we're talking about numbers there is another number that is very much so been not only increasing but has been bouncing around like a rubber ball and that is interest rates how's that affecting what you what we're seeing in the market uh obviously some of the numbers you talked about um, we have less numbers available on the market um wh- where do you see interest rates playing into a lot of this well I- Interest rates are playing a, a big part of
2: um, of what's going on right now. So the, the saving grace for the housing market has been that inventory has been low and there's been enough activity, people still able to buy, whether it be cash buyers or people who can afford today's interest rates, um, keeping basically that balance into where prices have, have stayed where they're at. But where we're seeing the number of transactions stay low is because of interest rates going from, you know, we saw rates below 3 not that long ago and now we're at over 7 so there's this this thing called the lock-in effect and to kind of give you an example of of what that looks like is out of um out of the United States the number of the percentage of people that have a interest rate right now below 6% is 91.8%. So 91.8% of all people that have a mortgage have a rate below 6%. 82.4 have a rate below 5, 62% have a rate below 4, and 23.5 have a rate below 3. So
0: I, I'm in that group, by
2: the way. Yeah, I just but, want you to know. I'm
0: we're, very we're, proud of
2: that. We're, we're pretty close to you, you know, just just, just over 3, and um, which I think we could both then totally understand this scenario where, you know, I I personally would sell my house. Um, you know, the last couple of years, just like any other homeowner, we, we in this area, we've built up equity. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I like my house. I'm not in love with my house. Um I wouldn't mind personally something a little smaller, to be honest with you. But <laughs> Terry Joe. <laughs> so anyways, um but the fact of the matter wait, is Wait a is, minute, wait a minute, <laughs> hold on. Maybe, do we need to unpack this a minute? <laughs>
0: Eric, I think you might be moving out to the garage, bro. We we literally live in a third of our house.
1: Oh, gosh. Stop it. That is not true. (laughs) I mean, your mother comes. She lives in in half of the house. We have 2,700 square feet. It is not overwhelming, and it is not too big. I just want the upstairs to be in the basement, and we don't have that. So that's why we don't utilize that. But besides the point, moving on.
2: Okay. So... So, even if we were to we could easily sell our house today, like a lot of other homeowners, you know, do the right things and capitalize on that equity. Um, but to turn around and make a purchase, you know what we what we would want, it's not it's not gonna be cheap, no, right? I mean, prices are up. they're they are what they are. Um, but then whatever we finance, that rate's gonna be. At the prevailing rate, which right now is just over seven percent, so so oh,
0: basically double or more than yeah, what you're at now.
2: Yeah, I mean, if if the mortgage amount were to stay the same, the the actual mortgage payment would over double. So it's it's pretty. It, that so what that's caused is this in effect. There's a lot of people who are making do with their current home because they don't want to sacrifice the payment or the interest rate right now, and. And until until rates come down to a more comfortable level, or their pain point becomes to a point where money's not the object, then they will they will move.
0: Yeah, and you know, and really at the end of the day, uh, you know, I'm playing with some of these wonderful tools on the internet. So if you look at just a traditional, if you were at three hundred fifty thousand dollars on a seven percent on a thirty year mortgage. Uh, I mean you're looking at a monthly just um just principal and uh, interest. Yeah, principal and interest, you're looking twenty three hundred bucks. Twenty three hundred bucks. Right. And so and if you run that based on what we were at just a few years ago, even if you put that down to four percent, your payment would have been sixteen seventy. Yeah. So we're I mean this is the impact that we're making we're this is or we're not making but this is the impact that we're facing right right as we have buyers in the marketplace what when and as this market has been we have folks that have been looking for property for more than a year mm-hmm. I know people personally that have been looking for the right home for almost three years and they couldn't find it they couldn't find it and now the market has changed so much that they've stopped yeah they have stopped looking do, do you see do – you, do you have a lot of that that you're seeing from people who were in the market and now they're just – they've just stopped? Oh, that – Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Definitely.
1: And that's just – I mean, that's just kind of expected right now because sure. the, they've been outpriced on, you know, the, currently with the interest rates. Well, in – and our pricing in East Tennessee has obviously went up because it's such an attractive area to live in. Well,
0: it, it is, right? And and we have had a lot of economic development that has occurred here in our area between, you know, the Amazons in Alcoa, the Smith & Wesson in Alcoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Loudoun County has added more and more industrial um, positions, mm-hmm. more growth out there. Uh, which that's a whole nother conversation. You know, uh, they have this whole thing that, you know, I, as I say, I'm a Loudoun County resident, so I, I, I'll use my opportunity to use my voice, right? So we tell all these businesses, come, bring your business. We want your business. Oh, yeah, you're going to bring 600 employees to us. Great. Come, build it, bring it. Let's do it. We're going to give you all of these incentives to do it. But, oh, by the way, we don't want your people to live here because we don't want building and 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 it has created a lot of issues um you know one of the things if you drive around town you'll see there's a lot of apartment complexes being built there is and one of the reasons for that is because it goes under a different code it goes under a different building type of category than building a neighborhood Mm -hmm. quite frankly i'd rather have a neighborhood than an apartment complex but it's just me. So at the end of the day, we have to have housing. We've got developers that are going to develop it one way or the other. And it's not just here. Just, this is all across the country. We're, we're trying to navigate through this landscape of how do we build responsibly? How do we preserve the beautiful East Tennessee area that people are coming here for? And 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 still provide and maintain a good quality of life.
2: I, I think a uh, um, a lot of that entails local government working hand in hand with developers to understand not only what developers need or, or process that they they need to go through in order to build mul- a multitude of products. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. not not everybody's going to live in a in a twenty five hundred square foot two story three bedroom with a bonus house. Right. Right. Like we need a multitude of products. We need everything from, you know, smaller condos and townhomes to, you know, from, from there and up so that people can, can get into something entry level, but builders need to have a way of being able to build that and still make money. Mm -hmm. Um, otherwise they're just going to focus on the high profit margin type housing. Sure. Which I mean, there's obviously a demand for that. I don't see any of it sitting on the market, but, for our younger folks and these people we're trying to attract to, to the area, the younger talent, they, they need a, a multitude of products. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with that. It's going to take people from both sides coming together and, and working with an understanding of the process.
0: Yeah. So. It, I'm, I mean, unfortunately it's, it's like most everything else in our world, right? We, we're going to have to have people who are willing to listen to the other side and be able to work together to come to Well, quite frankly, good compromise solutions. Exactly. So, exactly um, it. So, so much for building and housing. And at any rate, never mind. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, you know, again, we do see we we have low inventory, we have a high influx of population. what are what are some of the biggest things that you hear from your clients when they come in and they meet with you and they're in the process of wanting to buy a home?
1: <laughs> okay, so um, so in regards to the inventory or in regards to like the market?
0: Uh, just in general. So when when you have a new client, let's say new client who's moving here from out of state. Um, I mean, I don't know, maybe you got a rough number. What what's that? Your clientele, how many do you see out of 1 to 10? How many are from out of state and how many are
1: Oh, we right still here? have quite a few out of state ones so, cuz yeah. our our locals are staying but like I mentioned earlier so out of state ones they are still they're still trying to figure out what areas they really want to be at so they explore multiple different areas from you know the counties of blunt county or wanting to be possibly potentially closer to the smokies or closer to a lake or you know land and this and that so we if you're coming from out of state a lot of people are actually always asking for parcels of land hmm. um but my parcel of land compared to their parcel of land could be completely different. So if you're coming from a high-density like California, they are going <laughs> to have a – they some of them only have like 5,000 or 10,000 lots, like like square, um, square foot. footage of lots, mm. which – We have actually bigger, of course, and so they might just say, hey, I just want, you know, half of an acre. Well, that's pretty doable in our area. But when someone's starting, you know, but we do have a lot of people that want to look for that large parcel and the acreage and so forth. So we are always keeping an eye out for land and acreage or just buildable lots. So we're currently selling off a very good amount of buildable lots right now um, for builders to actually build on. What were you going
2: to say? Well, I was going to say sometimes it's also helpful to set expectations. There's still a lot of people out there outside of our area that think East Tennessee is a uh uh, all pasture land and in soup, like we're in the sticks and everything's super affordable. Um, and so sometimes it's setting that expectation of saying, Hey, here's all the wonderful stuff about in East Tennessee. However, this is the price and this is what you'll get, mm-hmm. you know? So it's setting that expectation sometimes pretty helpful, which we, we do that quite often. Yeah. Uh, take people on tours, show them around
1: and tell them i mean we we of course sell houses but we also sometimes just have to sell the area and make sure it's a good fit for Mm -hmm. their family their needs and so forth um people don't realize that we don't have internet out in you know the sticks sometimes which is something that of course tennessee is working on and we have the the funding for it now but we came across that when COVID hit and children couldn't learn online in some of the remote areas and a lot of people work from home. So we have to make them. I mean, I've had two last week where I made them aware because they're like, we want to be, you know, out with land and no neighbors, this and that. And I said, well, with you working from home, we just need to make sure that we keep this in mind. Right. And they're like, Oh my gosh, I had no idea. Yeah. So we have to kind of inform people and, and bait. And that is based on, of course, our knowledge and our experience, from clients asking those questions or us, you know, knowing kind of what they're looking for. Right. So, um, but that's just kind of a, for instance, and an example,
0: right. Well, there's many
1: others. (laughs) And
0: and as, and I mean, as you guys are aware, as much as I am, you know, you, you don't have to really be in the sticks and, and not be able to get internet. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to tell you, I, I know an individual who lives in a very prominent neighborhood and, their their choice is either you can have the cable company's solution or you can have basically dsl and and again and i mean we're talking median median home in this neighborhood and there's probably 500 plus homes in this neighborhood wow and, and you're looking at a 900-plus for a median home. And and basically, your internet service is DSL, which is, you know, crickets to what we know today. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can you can have the cable company service, which obviously is better. Uh, it does give you some speed and some bandwidth to deal with. Um, but, you know, obviously from what I do and in, in my background, one of the things that I know of is that the terrain is the biggest factor in why a lot of these places don't have service yes some of it is population but some of it is terrain right it it's hard to try to build that infrastructure to get it there when you're trying to go through a mountain or Mm -hmm. go through some of the rock that we encounter in the grounds uh etc so um there's a lot that goes into that there is definitely a lot that goes into that uh anyway we are going to take a short break and we're going to come back and when we do uh well we're going to talk about some expectations um and we're going to take you through that home buying process to uh, help you figure out what's your next move so your next move is right now get a nice fresh sip of coffee and keep that dial right here because we'll be right back on around the house, one of my good pals and business partner, Mr. Doug Fraker, he likes to wake up to a nice, fresh, crisp Diet Coke. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I digress. Uh, we have with us this morning Mr. Eric Whitener, the uh, primary broker at the Knox Fox Real Estate Group, and the star realtor from the team, Miss Terry Joe Fox. Whoop,
1: whoop, TJ in the house. TJ in the
0: house, there the the Knox Fox. <laughs> I, I will tell you, my I got it. I got I to digress a minute. So you know, I, I mean, I'm all over the place. I'm I'm like a I'm like a rat on crack. <laughs> I'm all over. <laughs> I the wonder place. where that came from. But uh, yeah, I know you you got that. But I was talking to my wife one day, and I came back, and I don't. know I think it was at Rotary, or I'd been over to your office, or something. One of those. And I came back, and I called you TJ, and she's like, "Huh." and one of the one of my kids from my softball team her dad is tj and so she was all confused she's like who is it i've never heard you call her tj what where who are you talking about so it was just kind of funny i i you know again i digress very quickly simply and easily i chase <laughs> rabbits and we go down deep holes all the time It's funny back to real estate so uh so, what are we looking at? Where do we go from here? We're, we're wanting to buy a house. We've got a very difficult landscape to navigate. We've got the pros at the Knox Fox Real Estate Group going to navigate this for us. W- what should I expect? What what am I looking at?
2: So, so here's the thing. Interest rates are, are up. I hate to use the word high. Um, they're just up. And interest rates do one of three things. They either go up, go down, or stay the same. Uh, so, being that they're up, the predictions are that they will come back down. And um, looking at a, a chart here, you got uh, three sources here. Fannie Mae, the Mortgage Bankers Association, and the National Association of Realtors, they have some predictions. And and taking those predictions and, and averaging them out, uh, basically they, they, they're they looking at by the end of the year, we should be in the low sixes, around six and a quarter. On interest rate which will obviously help some people out we started the year kind of around low six Mm -hmm. um, and the market was doing pretty well Um, so fourth quarter may be kind of slow with you know depending how long interest rates stay seven or above but they will come down and then um, throughout next year they're expected to continue to decrease Mm -hmm. okay so with that with rates coming down you can expect a couple things to happen um, one is obviously buyers who have been on the fence because uh, rates have either priced them out or maybe they just have had a little rate shock. Um, they will come off the fence, right? They'll be right. – you figure by next spring, next summer, uh, they'll be ready to buy. And then the other thing is, is as rates become closer to uh, the numbers we were talking about before, when we start hitting that close to six, you know, f- upper fives, low sixes um, – some of that lock-in effect will start to dissipate. Some of those folks that maybe have, maybe their rate was 5% and they're ready to either downsize or, you know, upsize, make some sort of lateral move, Mm -hmm. okay? Now it's no longer such a sticker shock to leave their maybe 5% rate and get something that's five and three quarters or, you know. So we can expect next year to see more of that movement, which is good because,
0: That brings their inventory to the market. It does. It does. But it's kind of. I mean, it's kind of one for one, though, right? It it is. It really doesn't move the needle on inventory. And and so, you know, when we look at that, right? Unless they're moving out of state, when we look at that landscape. So, if we think we're going to have a better buying option uh, come after the first of the year, then. What are our options to buy, right? Because we still have this overwhelming inventory <clears throat> issue. Excuse me. Um, in our marketplace, do what do you what do you think, or what have you heard? What do you see that we are going to be able to try to do to help with our inventory issues?
2: I mean, the the biggest thing is going to be building. I mean, it is this is we've been underbuilt for so long that the only way we're really going to get out of this is build our way out of it. (laughs) That's,
0: I mean, that, that's, that's it. I mean, it really is. Um, you know, and and that's such a, a tough situation, you know? I mean, it's okay. Yeah. Some people build houses in 120 days, but that's not really sustainable. It's not realistic. It's not realistic. Right. Um, there's only a few that do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. mean,
0: the reality is, your your typical build time, even now, has increased. Uh, even mm-hmm. though we're we're we'll say post COVID, we're still dealing with potential supply issues. I mean, it happens now. It's not the norm. We don't hear about it constantly every day. But I'm going to tell you, I hear about it every day. Yeah, every day. I'm looking at a job site somewhere, some way, shape, or form or another and everything's been 99 percent great but there's that one percent that well we're waiting on this and we're waiting on this mm-hmm. i mean we deal with it i we'll go to order parts and next thing you know it's like oh this part's not available it's on back order mm-hmm. and it's like wait a minute nobody can operate without this part well yeah sorry
1: you know it's what it is so and my suggestion is like when it comes down to if like you're thinking about it or you have been on the fence in the past and you have been like, you know, looking at the market or looking at the interest rates is you definitely want to make sure that you start gathering the information that actually pertains to you, Mm -hmm. whether it's buying, selling, start doing your research with potentially an agent that actually does, you know, work or start interviewing people. Um, But start definitely gathering the facts for yourself So that you are set up for success when the time comes and you are like okay i'm ready to do it so if you've never purchased definitely start interviewing people if you have thought about listing your house start getting those projects done or sitting down with agents and and Mm. looking at that
0: yeah and i mean at the end of the day let's face it when you have an experienced realtor and an experienced team that's helping you through this process it's not going to be smooth it's not going to be without any hiccups but quite frankly the experience of those professionals are going to be able to do like we have talked about paint the expectation so that you know what you're coming into I mean, those are always the biggest thing, right? We all hate surprises. Yeah. Yes. Nothing. More, and I, I was in that situation. I found a home. I loved it. It was amazing. It was beautiful. By the way, it was before I knew y'all. We know. Uh, and I, I made an offer on this house, and I didn't get it. And and I mean, I was really, I was devastated because I mean, I'm like, when I bought my very first house ever, I pulled up in the driveway before I even got out of the car. I'm like, ah, oh, this is it. You know, and guess what? I got the house, no big deal. And, and it was kind of the same feeling I had with this house. And so, you know, having an understanding and expectation that, look, when you go look at a house and you write a contract for a house today, you're probably not the only one writing a oh, contract. That is correct. So
1: w- what do you do? That's Well, and I will say that happens on houses. But it happens on land too. Like this oh, morning yeah. I put a lot on the market yesterday and I had two offers this morning. And I was like, "Really? Like I have others. You don't have to just fight over the one." <laughs> um but when it comes down to that is like what we do and how we do at the Knox Fox Real Estate Group is we actually do inform them ahead of time so that everybody has true expectations mm-hmm. of what the market's going to look like or what that conversation's going to be when a hot market potentially, or hot property actually comes onto the market. So we have, I mean, it's a number one rule in our office and with our team, as well as with our clients and even our partners and so forth is we over communicate. Mm-hmm. So we communicate to them upfront what they could potentially expect. Right. And then when it happens, they're not like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. No, because that's an uncomfortable conversation, and mm-hmm. we're okay with having uncomfortable conversations to make sure that you just expect and truly understand what our market is actually doing right now.
0: Right? Yeah. I mean, the, the worst conversation to have to have is the one that you're having because you didn't communicate effectively exactly. beforehand. Right. So yeah. uh, we all, yeah, that's that's definitely. So are 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 we still are we still seeing a huge Overpayment for new homes.
2: Uh, not, not necessarily a huge overpayment. Um, we're seeing still, you know, full price offers. We're still seeing strong offers. Um, and, and everything, everything depends. Okay, it depends, it depends on the house it depends sure. on the price range it depends on the location right um the schools, the schools there's so many variables to that you know if i put a, a home on the market today that was 250,000 and <laughs> and it was clean right it's probably going to sell for more than 250,000 because it's going to have a lot of buyers right right um but the same thing if i list one for you know 800,000 and it's you know, not necessarily in the primo spot, then it may, it may take a few days. Sure. You right? just don't
1: know who's out there looking at that particular time and their situation. Right. And that's what we tell people when we sit down at a listing mm-hmm. appointment, we tell them like you, I mean, there's three ways of pricing. There's three ways of listing. So what is best for you, but at the same time, you don't know what the, who's going to be in that market at that exact time who absolutely has to have the house right then.
0: Well, and I mean, that's it, right? I mean, at the end of the day, it's only worth as much as somebody's willing to pay for it. (laughs) Eric says
1: that all the time. Well,
0: and I will say, uh, the folks
2: that, that pulled the trigger in the end of 2020, in 2021, beginning of 2022, who pulled the trigger and paid over ask, A lot of us, a lot of us locals, especially, are like, "Man, this is crazy. This is insane." But we've also not seen cheap money before. Mm. You know, rates were as low as they were. We we've not seen cheap money. So those people actually, long run,
0: with the rates that they got for the houses they've got, they made out. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we're going to take a short break, and we're going to uh, finish our real estate talk right here on Around the House on News Talk nine eighty seven WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. I am Scott Brokamp, and uh, we have the illustrious team from the Knox Fox Real Estate Group in the house, and, uh, well, our premier realtor in the house, Terry Joe Fox. So, you know, we've talked a lot about this whole buying process, what to do, what not to do, but there's there's some keys that are going to help through all of this, and the number one key is, well... To use Terry Joe Fox, uh, I mean to use a top-notch experienced realtor, much like Terry Joe.
1: Thank you. That was a great introduction. You like that? I did. I'll Thank let you. you use that. Okay, thanks. So, what
0: do we need to know? What's what are what do we need to do when we're looking to enter into this process of buying or selling?
1: Well, as I mentioned earlier, you definitely want to make sure you choose a knowledgeable agent and or lender that can actually team up and advise you on the best path. Mm. So we do have lenders that we refer to. There are some great, there are some great agents out there. There are some great lenders, but make sure that they work well together as well because a team can kill a deal or Mm -hmm. make it very successful for you. Um, Another great thing is when it comes to selling, Make sure you price your home accurately based on what the market is showing mm, you don't yeah. want to overprice you don't want to underprice those are totally in the past make sure you're doing it for fair market value sure. and a good agent that you know that can actually bring comps and actually show you not just throw a number out right because that's not practical it's not so and when it comes to buying make sure you use an agent that knows how to negotiate that will communicate with all parties and that gives you the best intel for you to be able to make the right decision when it comes to negotiating. I love to negotiate. I absolutely love it like the c- pandemic was killing me because it wasn't any <laughs> negotiation um, and make sure that when you're going to list your house, you interview agents, mm. ask them in questions, ask them questions on how they're going to market, how they're negotiating how they're going to find you off market properties because sure. us at the Knox Fox real estate group actually do know how to do that. We have properties that aren't yet on the market that we can actually introduce to people. And we have team members that will actually go above and beyond and find off market properties for you to determine if it's a good fit for you.
0: Mm. See, Ta-da. Y- you know what, Eric, we should have just started with Terry Joe, right? I'm just going to tell you, listen, if you are in the market and in the need, Call my friends Terry Joe, Eric Whitener, the Knox Fox Real Estate Group. You can find them at thenoxfox.com or give them a call at 865-213-2899. They are the only real estate team that you need here in Knoxville. We're going to be right back, and we'll have our topic of the day, and then we'll be talking a little remodeling. Stay tuned with us here on Around the House a News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Here on News Talk 987, I am a founder and one of the owners of His Security and Technology. I have a wonderful business partner, Mr. Doug Fraker. And, uh, well, we are your local team and source for all things security and technology, Uh, audio, video, all that good stuff. Hey, if you're looking for something to do this weekend, the Knoxville Fall Home and Garden Show is going to be at the Knoxville Expo Center on Clinton Highway. Admission and parking are free. Hours are 10 to 4. The Lawn Chair Concert Series continues tonight at Founders Park at Campbell Station in Farragut. Showtime is 5 p.m. for this free concert on the lawn. And it is UT night at the Tennessee Smokies. The first 1,000 fans in Smoky Stadium get a free Joe Milton bobblehead. They'll auction off their jersey after the game with proceeds going to the Pat Summit Foundation. The Smokies take on the Rocket City Trash Pandas tonight. First pitch is at 7 p.m. For more details and events of going around town this weekend, visit knoxville.com. That's knoxville.com. Well, uh, I ran a little short on my first hour, and so as customary here on Around the House, we have our amazing Topic of the Day. And our Topic of the Day today, well, is actually going to be about tomorrow. But how could we miss it? It is National Radio Day. So, you know, let's face it. You see, kids, long before there was television and Netflix and cell phones, our grandparents got their entertainment, entertainment news from the radio. Shows like Abbott and Costello, Ozzy and Harriet, Amos and Andy, Burns and Allen, and there was the War of the Worlds by Orson Wells that scared the pants off an entire generation. I, uh, I, I uh, had to read that book. That was mandatory reading in my school. Uh, Chris, have you ever read or heard or seen War of the Worlds? I have. The uh, I, I don't I don't really like to read a whole heck of a lot, but I I mean that book was crazy, man.
2: Definitely was.
0: Um. I, I, I'm not going to say it's not going to come to tr- to uh, to fruition here, but we'll we'll see uh, fruition, maybe truition, maybe a new word I just made up. Who knows? Um, so, you know, one of the things when I was a kid, right? That's what we had. I mean, we listened to local radio. It was all about your favorite DJ. It was all about your morning show. It was all about all the awesome stuff that the promos, all of the cool things that they were running uh, on the radio show. In fact, i uh, I was lucky enough to call in and win a T shirt on one of the local radio stations. You remember uh, way back when Wendy's had a segment or a marketing campaign that was. Where's the beef? Well, I had, I was able to be the lucky caller to call in and win a t shirt with the picture of Granny that said, Where's the beef? Um, you know, but I, again, that was back in the day, right? You carry your boombox on your shoulder. Uh, it, but even long before then, radio was a much different scenario than what it is today. And well, quite frankly, our founders of radio have made it possible for all of us to do what we do today. So, Chris, for National Radio Day, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for all your hard work and dedication, because quite frankly, our show wouldn't go on without our producer. Thank you. That means a lot. You're you're very welcome. I, I appreciate you getting up bright and early on Saturday mornings for uh, for us to actually be here and do our show. Uh, all right, so we're going to move on uh we have in the house a master remodeler as i might say you may uh remember his partner miss dawn steimer and i'm sure i probably fooled a few people to think that dawn was going to be here but we have mr vince thompson in the house from master remodelers good morning vince how are you today
3: good morning thanks for having me i'm doing well
0: absolutely always always a joy to have you and uh so w- did did you
3: have a favorite radio show when you were younger oh gosh i'm probably a little past the radio show stage yeah. I, I do remember being young and uh we did not have a tv for a few years growing up because my dad was a little anti-tv but i remember laying on the living room floor on saturday evenings listening to the old gospel ship Sail on the Living Waters on WCVO in Central Ohio. Wow. It was a southern gospel radio show. Wow. So, you know, some of the gospel singing in there, a few little skits here and there, but yeah, you know, I guess that's my earliest memory of radio.
0: Man, well, I, I would have to say, and again, I'm, I am uh, past the time that we would listen to shows on the radio. Yes. Yes. Um, I am I'm old, but I'm not quite that old. Uh, but my mother and, and father and, uh, of course, grandparents all enjoyed that. But one of the things that we still had... Shows on radio broadcast, yeah, right? Yeah. So, and for me, I'm I was one of those, you know, heavy metal rocker dudes. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember one station they finally started doing, uh, they called it Metal Mayhem, and they would play, you know, today it would just be regular pop music, right? But right. back then, yeah, it was super heavy metal stuff.
3: I remember you uh, kind of getting frowned at at Dogwood last or earlier this year when you were uh, showing off the. The stereo equipment you guys carry at your store,
0: you know, I mean, I I, I wouldn't, you know, r- Rush is classic.
3: It is, I mean, it is. It's
0: just classic, and we
3: can blame that on Bob. He kind of he kind of asked you to do that. Oh, hey, I, it was with great pleasure. With great pleasure.
0: So, um, twenty five years ago, a lot of things occurred.
3: Yeah, yeah, it was a busy time. Yeah, you know, we had uh, we had Google came into being around twenty five years ago. And that's that's part of our daily life now, Uh, not to get political, but I remember something about Bill Clinton and Miss Lewinsky going on about the same time. Uh, (laughs) We'll we'll just leave that one alone there. Uh, Titanic was the big movie at the box office. And then finally, you know, something kind of big happened here locally 25 years ago. What was that? That was Master Remodelers Came Into Being. And here we are today. Here we are, still 25 years later, still cranking along.
0: 25 years later. Yeah. Well, not to leave y'all in suspense, but we are going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about those 25 years of experience in remodeling right here locally in Knoxville. So stay tuned with us on Around the House with Scott Camp on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. And as you know, Dawn Steimer and her partner Vince Thompson are, well, master remodelers. And uh, if you were paying attention in the first segment, Mr. Thompson is here with us and master remodelers is 25 years old he shared with us some other things that weren't so <laughs> uh monumental that occurred 25 years ago yeah. but uh so w- let's talk about that how did master remodelers start vince
3: well uh don's father chuck was uh, living here locally and was starting to dabble in in home construction remodeling and uh don at that time was was living out of state and uh, they just kind of connected one day and he said, you know, Don, I think you'd be really good at this. So come on, move, move down here to the South and help me start this business. And here we are 25 years later, a master remodelers started out in the Telco village area hmm. as a custom home builder. Yeah. And they were approached to do kind of a, a larger scale remodel one time. And so they, they talked and they, they took it on. And that kind of just ignited that passion that Don carried for remodeling she always said you know it's it's more exciting than new construction it's more challenging than new construction not putting our new construction friends down because they're doing a a great job with uh I'm sure managing yeah. the influx of people to our area <laughs> but she just had that passion developed for remodeling
0: well in it, in it, remodeling is i mean is quite different than new construction yes and 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 we know a, a lot of builders um, you know, through time, we have gone through spells where new construction was down, yep. so yep. people in construction got into remodeling, and and they learned that uh, remodeling is a lot different. And like in my world, right when we yes. go in and do wiring, if it's new construction, hey, it's wide open, no big deal. It is, yeah. But when we have to go in what we call retrofit and go in and try to run wiring after the fact without damaging the home, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's that a challenge. Is, it is a challenge and that's really is essentially what remodeling is. Yeah. Even though you're going to demo, you're going to tear stuff apart, right. but you have to tear it apart without damaging the rest of the home. Yep. And sometimes yep. without damaging one essential piece that may be a focal point right in the middle of the remodel.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, I mean you, you know, from putting up plastic to control the dust to laying down floor coverings to air scrubbers to it was simply reminding people to walk through and take their pictures off the wall mm. in the area you're going to be working in yeah. so the vibrations don't cause them to fall. I mean, there's all kinds of little things in remodeling you never, ever see in new construction. Yeah. And that's that's what Dawn fell in love with Yeah, is, is the challenge and the detail. Well,
0: between that and, and let's face it, her passion for people, uh, I mean, I, I, that has got to be one of the driving factors for her. And yeah, in yeah. in the remodeling side, because she just loved to come in and sit down and meet with somebody and talk about what their imaginary dream is. Yep. Yep. And and for her to come alongside and and really emotionally connect and and make that project happen. Yep. So that uh, to me is when I think of Dawn Steimer and master remodelers that's what I think of. Yeah. You yeah, know, true.
3: It's you're and true.
0: How amazing is that for you to also be a part of that team? When did you join the team with master remodelers? It's been so long ago. I can't even remember.
3: Yeah. I came on board with her about seven years ago. And uh, at the time I was doing uh, smaller scale remodels. I was doing a lot in insurance restoration and water mm-hmm. and in fire and, and mold damage. And it, it seemed like a good partnership to, to kind of support each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, within about a year of, of coming on board with her and, and buying into the company uh, we decided, Hey, you know, I'd be better suited doing a, a general manager role than doing this other thing. And so I just kind of stopped doing those insurance restoration jobs and uh, you know, professional ball juggler is basically what I've been doing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. All, all the spinning plates, all the balls in the air, keep them moving in the right order Try not to drop them. So, yeah. But at least when you drop them, you clean them up. Exactly. They, they usually bounce and we pick them back up. Yeah.
0: You know, I mean, that's normally what makes a great general manager is yeah. that when they drop the ball, they're able to pick it back up. Yep. They're able to clean up the mess that was left behind. Yeah. Well, as many of our listeners know, um, one of the projects that Dawn took on in her life obviously was the show. Yes, uh, and and I'm just going to tell you, I I I my the shoes to fill around here are <laughs> just uh, I I'll I'll never fill them, uh, and and that's one of the things that I have really worked hard to understand and and realize is that even though I remember this is Dawn's show, yeah, I'm not Don timer. nope, and nope. I'm not going to be, and it's okay.
3: It is, it is. But I mean, you are always the go to you know replacement host when she was out of town or under the weather it was always can we call Scott and have him do it? he always does such a great job so you were, you were number one
0: well you know it uh much much like your your guys's customers uh as well right we we worked well together as a team yes and quite frankly um we shared some similar passions which was yeah. very helpful in the task yes. yep. as as well so i uh, vince what's been going on man what's
3: what's been happening in master remodeler's world well uh it, well the whole reason you're here is you know don stepped down from doing the show uh back in march of this year and mm-hmm. she's kind of just chilling uh right now enjoying some uh i won't call it full retirement but semi-retirement sure uh, enjoying her her grandkids when she can uh, run and see them and join her husband randy uh you know he's he's a a military veteran, yeah. So uh, they're just kind of enjoying some time. Uh, as far as the the company goes, and day to day, we're still cranking along. Uh, yeah. You know, we're doing uh, a few more additions than we used to do. Uh, still loving those uh, kitchen and bath remodels. I've I've made a few subtle changes to the company here and there, mainly uh, some uh, technology. Uh, simplified some of our estimating process sure uh, as as you know when a customer calls and they 're looking for that estimate, the faster you get it to them, the better it is so i've, yeah. I've streamlined that uh, we have a newer project manager that our our customers and subs are absolutely loving uh this kid just has a i call him a kid you know he's he's he 's the age of my oldest oldest son, so you know he's a kid to me. But uh, he just has this passion for learning. He's like a sponge. Hmm. And everything I give him, he just eats up and and runs it out 110%. So our our clients are loving the energy that he's bringing to our projects.
0: Well, and and that's awesome, right? It is. You've got to have we have in all trades, we have got to find better ways to connect with the younger generation yes. to bring them in and then we've got to find better ways to connect with them and with some of these processes yeah. and some of this technology that is available to us. Yeah. Because yeah. let's face it, um I mean most of most of the younger generation that we deal with they're used to having some form of I'm going to call it what it is. It's AI. Yep. Um, yep. Not maybe to the extent some are thinking, but they are used to having some type of technology that they're working in
3: that is going to do some work on the back end. It's true. It's true. I've used AI to actually write several blog posts for our website. And, you know, it, it sounds kind of scary and it may not be a personal thing, but. You know the way you do it is you know you have ai write you the script and then you you go back and make your personal touches so that sure. it's, it's, it's still relevant to our clients it's relevant to knoxville but you know i, I can churn out a blog post in five minutes instead of 25 minutes <laughs> just by simply using ai yeah
0: well in in here kind of one of the cool things with that is you know like you said it's not really as scary as some would make it to be um but when you use such systems it's your. It's funny and amazing how it you're what you already do and what you already know. It's already out there in the yes, public. It is, and it all is. this AI is doing is grabbing all of that information that you've already put out there. Yep, yep. And it's bringing it back and regurgitating it to you. It's, it's basically like having an editor or a writer from a newspaper. It is who can go and find all this research and put it all together in a nice fancy article. Yep. Yep. It's, uh, I, I mean, we've dabbled a little bit with it. Of course, you know, I, I'm, you know me, I, I get a little crazy and a little out there with some stuff. And yeah. yeah. Um, so, but it's been neat. Uh, I, you know, we've primarily used it just in some general like social media posting yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. which is very helpful. It's, um, it's a huge time saver. It, it It's a huge time saver. And I'm just going to tell you what. It's provided such great content and value to our customers. Right. Uh, it, it's just, it's phenomenal because it's it's looking at what we do in an agnostic perspective across the whole entire universe. Right. And so it's it's way more knowledgeable than what I have. Right. You know? Yeah. And so, I mean, basically, I mean, think of it this way. If you knew how to use Google's algorithm to search properly, you would get the same information that you're getting from his AI. Yep, It really is. You're you're right. Um, so, Vince, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, um, I know that uh, we we talked with Terry Joe Fox and and Eric Whitener from the Knox Fox Realty Group. And we know things are crazy. Yeah. And uh, I know when people aren't selling their houses and they're deciding to stay, that they're gonna usually do some remodeling. That's the plan. That's, that's the hope. That's right. Yeah. So when we come back, we're gonna hear from Vince and learn all about what the latest and greatest trends are, and what you can do to well help remodel your home. Stay tuned with us right here on Around the House with Scott Brokamp on News Talk ninety eight seven WOKI. Speaking of AI, yeah. Home theater, audio, video, you name it, we got you covered. Well, and guess what? I got a man here who's got you covered for just about anything else that you need to get remodeled at your house. That's right. Mr. Vince Thompson, Master Remodelers here in the house. You can find Vince online at MasterRemodelers.com or give him a call at 865 458 0416. So, uh, Vince, What do you see right now? I'm sure that with the interest rates being as they are now, obviously, people are choosing to stay in their homes now. Yes. um, And I'm sure, typically, that brings a uptick for remodeling.
3: Yeah. What are you guys seeing? You know, uh, Knoxville, being the market that it is, uh, we're still seeing a lot of kitchens and baths being remodeled. Uh, Just you know that that's still a a decent roi even with the rates being what they are and the home prices being what they are mm. we're seeing a little uptick in additions uh mainly the the things that make the home a, a a true home what people are passionate about how they use their home because you know as any realtor will tell you finding a new home is a challenge right now mm. yeah. so so people are choosing to hang out in their home more maybe uh their family is growing. So they're doing that master suite edition or converting the garage into a den or living area. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're just seeing a, a variety of things. Really. It's, it's been an odd year. You know, a couple years ago it was the year of the bathroom. We did just a ton of bathrooms. You know, a couple of years after that, it was the year of the kitchen. Everybody's doing a kitchen hmm. this year. It's the year of, I don't know what the request is going to be when the phone rings. It could be anything. It's the year of do it all. Exactly.
0: Let's just get it done. Uh, so, we, in in remodeling trends, obviously, much like new construction, everything else, you you see different things that people are looking for. They have a hot item as to why yeah. they want to remodel. Yeah. What What would you say are some of those hot items at the moment?
3: Uh, kitchens, baths. Uh, we're seeing uh, a lot of people that are moving to the area are discovering, hey, East Tennessee has an amazing climate. You can be outside a lot of the year. Mm. So they're doing with some sunrooms, some decks, some porches, mm-hmm. and enjoying that outdoor living space. Yeah. we Outdoor
0: living is huge here. Yeah. And, I mean, it is. And I mean, really, you know, when, when we start getting into that fall time of year yeah. or that spring time of year, Either one, it seems like on the front and the back of both of those seasons, we have some extended time that the weather is nice, the humidity is low, yeah. and it's just absolutely beautiful to just sit outside and take it all in. Yep, yep. I know our favorite spot in the house is the screen porch. Yeah. I mean that's where you'll find us except for in the summer
3: <laughs> yes yeah yes.
0: right because uh, we haven't made it a four seasons room which we won't but
3: uh if, if you change your mind i know a contractor do you i yeah. bet you do i yeah. bet
0: you do so um so you got some you got some stats and some statistics on some things that well Probably some of them have no idea what they are. Um, you, you have something about an N-A-R-I joy score.
3: Yeah. What in the
0: heck is that?
3: N-A-R-I Joyce score. Uh, NARI, or N-A-R-I, is the National Association of the Remodeling Industry. Okay. That's a mouthful.
0: Makes sense now.
3: But it's an it's a advocacy group both for consumers and for contractors, remodelers. A consumer can go on there and find all kinds of information about how to interview a contractor, how to check them out, Mm -hmm. what to do if there's a problem with your contractor. Contractors can go to them and get certified, take classes, take training, continuing education. But the JOY score is a relatively newer uh, survey that they're putting out. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of the emotional, heartstring, fun side of the raw data from the cost versus value report. Okay. The joy scores is really what it sounds like. About 6 months after you finish your remodel, uh Nary has reached out to some clients uh, along with the National Association of Realtors and you know Mrs. Smith just spent, you know, let's say $60,000 on a new kitchen. Mrs. Smith, it's been 6 months you're settled into your new kitchen. You're you're, you know, how happy are you that you spent that money on the kitchen? And so how joyful is the return on your right. investment. How much joy did this, bring? So it's the emotional side of the, of the hard, raw, you know, data. And right now, you know, that kitchen upgrade that Mrs. Smith did, it's got a 9.8 out of 10 on average of wow. a joy score. So people that are, are redoing these major parts of their home now are really ranking it high on the joy score, hmm. which is ironic because you flip over to the cost versus value report, which Don talked about frequently on our show. Yeah. And the cost versus value poor is all over the place right now. I can imagine, and you can imagine why. Yeah, high interest rates, the housing market's nuts. Mm -hmm. uh, Costs are up. You know, labor costs are up. We've we've seen material costs come down a little bit, but not like it was in 2018 and 2019. It's not gotten that inexpensive again. Well, in you know, in much like in my business, right, the cost
0: of labor has increased. Drastically. drastically. Yes, yes. Okay. I mean, you and listen, and I'm not I'm not going to go to the political side of this conversation. Yep, yep. But at the end of the day, much like we talked about in the first hour with Eric Whitner and Terry Joe Fox, there there really needed to be some correction yeah. in the marketplace on home values. Yes. Same as with wages, um, there there really needed to be some correction. Yeah. Um, and much like most things in the world, when a correction is made, it normally goes way <laughs> to the other end of the scale.
3: Yep. Uh, swings it swings back to balance. It'll
0: swing back to balance yeah. eventually. But I'm sure, just as you got, you know, look, let's face it. I mean, I, in a trade business myself, our cost of goods have gone up yes. dramatically. Yep. Our cost of labor has gone up. Our cost to operate has gone up. Yep. Everything has gone up. You can't sustain business if you don't go up. Correct. I mean, you can't go into every project with a negative sign at the beginning of it. Right. And so I'm sure much like you, we have tried to had to kind of make some balances here and there and, 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 quite frankly, have had to make adjustments on how we operate and how we do business to make sure that we're not going negative, yeah, um, but still providing a honest, fair price and, and having a good, consistent product, taking care of our employees, all those things that come into it. yeah. So from your perspective at that point of the business, what, what do you feel like you guys have done to... Well, quite frankly, keep yourselves going as a very much so uh,
3: remodeler to go to in the time of a remodel. Yeah, we've, we've made some new partnerships. Uh, there's a design firm we work with locally that has, uh, you know, I remember on the air Don talking about, you know, on average remodel, there's 12 to 13 to 14 different trades that come in mm-hmm. your door. Yeah, this new partnership has allowed us to reduce that number of trades by uh, three to four trades, because wow. they do it all in they do these things all in house. Less time in the home means we're spending less time there. We're more efficient, so we can reduce some of our overhead costs per project. And really, I mean to day, much like our company. That helps you
0: to reduce some potentials for pitfall. Exactly. Because now you don't have to try to communicate and correlate this bit and that bit to somebody else so that they can fulfill, you know, like building a cabinet. You have somebody that measures and somebody that builds and somebody that stains and somebody installs. And that's not usually all one contractor correct and so there's a lot of information that has to be shared and has to be um, communicated in a very clear and precise way yeah and so you, you know when you're able to do that that's that's huge you know just like us and what we do one of the things obviously we offer to companies like remodelers and builders is that we can provide a multitude of solutions in the input into that home, yeah, and and that's you know I mean let's face it, and you, uh, master juggler, get to yes. juggle
3: all those trades, right? Yeah, and we we had you come out to one of our projects. I think you guys were there yesterday, putting in a, a camera for us in a project.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I saw that come through. Yeah, yeah that wonderful, you know, uh, uh, software program so that we can exactly. try to keep tabs on what's going on. Yeah. So, uh, Vince, it. If for our listeners today, if they're looking at doing some type of remodeling at this point in time, give me give me three things that you would advise them to be aware of going into this process.
3: Oh gosh, three things. All right, uh, I always like to tell people know what you want to do and why you want to do it. Hmm. If if a customer doesn't know those two things and they call us it's really hard for us to guide them down the right path. Yeah. I know what you want to do and why you want to do it. Uh, Another thing to keep in mind is how long are you going to live in this home? Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people that they don't know the answer to that question. Maybe if they get moved a lot with their job. Right. But, you know, our our price points, uh, I suggest somebody is going to stay in that home five years or more before they hire us right you know we we are not the chuck in a truck you know sure get her done get in get out you know kind of people we our processes are a little more methodical mm-hmm. we're heavy into design right uh, so you know know what you want to do why you want to do it and know how long you're going to live in the home as uh, one and two the other thing just falls back to common sense don't hire an unlicensed contractor sure just don't do it
0: all right, how much time we got we can <laughs> i mean we can fill probably three shows on that
3: yeah yeah just just don't do it the the deal you think you're getting no just don't do it you know at, in, in in at the end of the day
0: there are there are people that do similar things that we do and you know they skirt those licenses yeah so they don't have to have the background check so that the guy they got out there doing some of these things who has a criminal background a mile long that you don't have to worry about right um but at the end of the day licensing is a protection it is it is a protection for the client in order to have that license you have to provide proof of insurance yes to the state of tennessee yeah you have to provide proof of education and knowledge
3: oh yeah the state of tennessee you have to pass a two really fun tests to get your general contractor's license
0: yeah yeah Uh Same thing with our side of I'm the, sure. the, the coin. I'm sure, the Sure, there are some fun tests to take. Yeah, uh, but really, but at the end of the day, it, look, it, it's about as I tell all of our clients you you need to find a company that is going to be there for you when it goes wrong, when it breaks, right. when something happens. Not to say that your remodel or your construction process you got to expect it to break, but at the end of the day, when you're doing a project like that. Quite frankly, you there's you got to build in some margin of error anyways, right? Because right, you're right. dealing with people things are going to happen. And that is the key is when it happens, do you have a good local contractor who has a name in the community that you know is going to stand behind what they do? Exactly. At the end of the day, that's what it's about. It is. Because I bet you when we come back after this break, I bet you when I ask you how many jobs have you done recently to fix what a previous contractor screwed up? You'll have answers for me. I and can, I guarantee yeah. you, you'll want to hear them when yeah. we come back on Around the House on News Talk 987 WOKI. Just a standard for this show. We have all come to know that tune very well. Yes, we have. Much like Vince Thompson and Master Remodelers. Yeah. Uh, You know, twenty five years here in business, and um, well, right before we went to the break, my you know, I I put it out there, I put it out there. We were talking uh, uh, about licensed contractors and obviously some of the pitfalls, but realistically, Vince, how? I I mean, I'm not going to pin you to a number or percentage, but how often do you end up going to look at a job because they had. Chucking a truck, come and do this job, and yeah. now it needs fixed.
3: As recent as yesterday, <laughs> I was at a customer's house, uh, a potential customer's house, looking at their kitchen. And I, I noticed the backsplash when I walked in the door. And I didn't say anything because I, I honestly didn't know if it was a DIY gone bad or if they had paid somebody to do it. But the, the customer revealed partly through the conversation that, yes, they had, they had paid somebody to do that work. Mm. And uh, yeah, you could tell that it was one of those backsplash jobs. Yeah, uh, the lines weren't level, they weren't straight. They're were kind of wavy. Bad cuts, scars on the sheetrock. The rustic look, very, very. <laughs> I, I'm still trying to figure out if they hired a, a you know a, a beaver with metal teeth to cut some of the tile or just a really uh, dull uh, tile blade. You know, I uh, I I
0: I haven't taught it in a while. I mean, COVID came and, and kind of took away some of those things that we used to do. But uh, I used to teach a two-hour continuing ed course for realtors, okay. called Smart Home Tech for Real Estate. Yeah, and you know, and that was one of the things really that I I mean I would talk about. Right? I mean, a number one is in real estate when you if you have a husband and wife. If they can actually agree on what they're looking for, yeah. you can probably find it, right? Correct. Yeah, It's yeah. that getting them to find out what they agree on. But just like when you go into a house and the customer says that, I have a smart home, you know, yeah. or I've got all these gizmos and gadgets that we're going to sell at the home. It's just like walking in and they say, "Hey, I've remodeled the kitchen," and you want to ask them, "Did you have your twelve-year-old son do this remodel?" Yes, you know what I mean. Yes. So you you know, same pretense, right? It is. Um, in the worst case, the worst part about all that, Vince, is is this. Chuck in his truck. Somebody would hire Chuck and teach Chuck how to do this right. Right somebody would be happy to have Chuck show up
3: for work and learn how to do the trade the way it should be done. Right. Most of the Chuck and the trucks out there are not bad guys. No. They're, they're not honestly not trying to scam people. They're out there trying to make a living and feed their family. They are. now. There, there are there are scammers out there who, who sure. spend more time figuring out how to scam people than figuring out how to live an honest life. True. But 90% of the Chucks are just solid, good guys that are trying to make a living. They just like you said, they don't have the skill set developed to do it well.
0: Yeah, yeah. And by the way, if your name's Chuck, well, I'm sorry. We're we, not trying yeah. to. We're not trying to down. It, it just rhymes. Just
3: it just it's just a rhyme. I have just an uncle Chuck, rhyme. so you know I get it.
0: <laughs> well, in, in so many times you. I mean we we know what happens, right it's a it's a guy it's a person it could be a man, a woman, whatever it is right They're handy they they have great abilities to do design. they have great conceptual thinking and and they they have skills to do some of these things and and so they start offering their services to help yeah and they try to be helpful. And then they end up getting in over their head. They do, and and a lot of times they're well, quite frankly, practicing and experimenting
3: on your project. Yeah, you know, and I, I've walked on a job site before and, and saw somebody out in their truck going to YouTube University to figure out how to do something. Sure, yeah, I, I mean, it's. Uh,
0: sometimes hey that's a great tool you know Um, uh, we tell our guys all the time hey listen you know i mean it's a great source for information we don't carry it used to be back in the day right when i was a technician yeah i used to carry i i had a three inch three ring binder yeah okay yeah so that's a three inch ring yep and that thing was chocked full of manuals and service bulletins and wire diagrams schematics you name it yeah right now, now we all carry that in a little six-inch screen in our pocket. I thought you were going to say you'd memorized all that by now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I rem- I memorized the name of the the book that I needed to get to look in. There you go. That's about it. Yeah. So. Vince, you you know, this has been a part of your life for a long time. And as we talk about, you know, some of these unlicensed uh, jobs and some of the pitfalls that they run into, and obviously your crew comes in and sometimes has to fix those things. But at the end of the day, that's one of the benefits of using a good, well-known quality licensed contractor is that... They are using tradesmen who have, well, quite frankly, been in the business as long as you have, or we have, Yes, doing their trade. Right. And they're experts in those areas. Yeah. And so the backsplash looks like it's supposed to. Yep. Right? Yep. These things come out, and, and they look like they're supposed to do. So, obviously, congratulations on the 25 years. Thank you. That is amazing. Yes. A phenomenal feat all in itself. So... With your crystal ball that you have, <laughs> what, what do you see for the next
3: 25 years?
0: What, oh, what do gosh. You, what do you think is coming for you?
3: Well, we touched on it earlier, AI. I think AI is going to continue to uh, worm its way into the trades more and more and more. It's, it's much more on the admin side right now. Hmm. I think we're going to see it start to uh, creep into the design areas. Uh, because uh, already you can go on and online and and find yourself an AI that works more in pictures than in texts. Right. So it's going to creep into the design world. Uh, I think that we're going to see hemp, and not not THC. Don't get don't get scared here. But hemp is going to get more and more into the building trades. We have hempcrete right now. They're mixing it with concrete to make it stronger and less costly to make. Uh, there's several other mediums that it's uh, it's it's being used in, and it, it seems to be a, a great renewable product. Hemp grows so much faster than traditional wood and other products. So, so that those are the two big things I see: AI <laughs> and hemp. AI and hemp. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I'm going to leave that alone.
0: I'm <laughs> just going to leave that alone. <laughs> so many there's so so much
3: yeah (laughs) just like we're leaving uh, mr clinton alone from the first segment
0: oh my goodness well vince it is always it's such a pleasure to have you if you tell our listeners what's the best way to reach master remodelers these days
3: you can pick up the phone 865-458-0416 or go online we have a fantastic website with a lot of information on it and that is masterremodelers.com
0: Vince, thank you again. Uh, obviously, uh, when you see Don, give her a big hug for me. Tell her I miss her. Yeah, I will. And uh,
3: you know, I, I need to just I need to reach out and say hi. I haven't talked to her in a and, bit. And maybe we can get her back on the uh, on the show as a guest sometime.
0: Hey, you know, I there may be some uh, you know. Uh, time away from me there we go she may have to come and there we go grace everybody with her presence again so hey thank you all for joining us this morning here on around the house if you've missed part of, our, of today's show and want to listen again there's a link on my website just go to hissecurity.com click on the ath radio tab Or go to where you find your favorite podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. We're there around the house with Scott Brokamp. I want to thank my guests for being on the show this morning. Eric Whitner of the Knox Fox Real Estate Group and Terry Joe Fox, Master Realtor at the Knox Fox Real Estate Group and Vince Thompson of Master Remodelers. Have a topic or a guest you'd like to hear on the show, send us an email at 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 thehouseathissecurity.com. Around the House is produced by News Talk 98.7 with guest coordination services from B Media Savvy. Have a great Saturday, and I hope you enjoy some quality time around the house today.